This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Hey, Gary Ablett here. I got solar power and a battery installed through the Geelong Community Solar Program. It's great quality and gets the support of local councils and me. Find out more at geelongcommunitysolar.com.au. That's geelongcommunitysolar.com.au. Uh, welcome back to the program. Final hour now. It's actually breakfast with Katie and Jimmy and Cam and Maddie, the final Whoa. hour. So we're very excited about that. Just going back quickly to Katie Oakey, and I know Cam will have his own thoughts on it because he was popping along up there in the Gold Coast studios. What is this track? Horrible. Daniel from Adelaide. <laughs> and, and that song is almost as bad as the sting leading into it. That's from Scott. Thank you, Scott. Uh, no one's taking offence at that. A big welcome to the Queensland stations joining us. SEN track Brisbane, Athens. Ingham, Darling Downs, Kingaroy and SEN on the Gold Coast every Monday. Cam Smith and Matty Johns here thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. How are you, boys? Morning, guys. Jimmy, How are we going? I, I, we're worried. I, don't know. I didn't want to talk over the top of uh, Cameron there. We just had a little Mexican standoff. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I was actually, when I got hooked up, I had classic hits in my ear and uh, Timmy Webster. Going good. <laughs> what, what song, what song, Matty? What song? I, I, well, I didn't. I, I I wasn't able to hang around for the song, but he, he told a uh, told a joke, and uh, Matty still got that great sense of humour. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you missed out. I played Rufus, and I know that Cam was a big no, fan no. of that. A lot. <laughs> yes, no. you were, Cam. Listen, listen. No, you, you're telling a lie to the listeners here, guys. I was not bopping along. I walked out of my studio. <laughs> what was it? Along with about a thousand listeners, they switched over. <laughs> Katie, damn it! Never again! Never again, please. They're, they're back on now. They're back on. They're yeah, back. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we've got a thousand listeners. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyone who think it's nine o'clock on a Friday, right? Come on, settle down, settle down. Hey, um, hey, I know Katie pointed it out to you, Kim. I don't know whether you saw it, Maddie, and I know he's a good mate of yours, but Brandon Smith's done it again, KB. You better explain to the listeners what's going on. If you haven't checked his social media, please go on to Hectic Cheese on Instagram because he has found another way to make everybody laugh, filling Craig Bellamy's suitcase or his bag with rocks. <laughs> Craig wasn't watching. And to make it even funnier is Josh Adokar's laugh while he's doing it all. Oh. Ken, how many times yeah. do they do? There he is. <laughs> no, nah, look, he, he is a prankster, as we all know, and, and he, you just have to check his social media or tune in when he's doing some post-game interviews, um, Brandon <laughs> Smith, uh, just to find his humour. But I don't know how funny Craig would have found it when he, when he found out he had about five kilos of rocks in his, in his bag <laughs> carrying it around. Um, I, I still remember this is going back quite a while now, but... Um, Craig was, uh, he was in the sort of locker area and he was having a shower or whatever and he had all of his gear on the, on the, on the ground and um, the boys decided to hide his runners. Oh. Thought it would be pretty funny. 
And uh, the way it worked out, the, the forwards were doing weights at the time and the backs had finished. So it, it, could, it could have only been one of our backs. So they hit his shoes. They hit him like for the entire training day and uh, he blew up. <clears throat> and so we had to be on the field in the afternoon. He made the backs do Malcolm's for about 15 minutes until someone, <laughs> until someone owned up. Until someone owned up. Who was it? I think, oh, I think it was Greg Inglis, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's the that's how that's how funny he finds those personal jokes. Yeah, right. Hey, um, boys, incredible scenes at halftime last night. Um, the doggies are leading twelve ten against the Rabbitohs, and no. Lachlan Lewis comes up with a, a did he sweep the leg? I think is what Fletch was saying, <laughs> Maddie on oh. on Cody Walker. What, what do you make of that? Uh, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I, I tell you what, he's great entertainment, Lachlan Lewis. There, there's no doubt about it. But man, what what was he thinking? When you watch it back, he's walking off, right? And there's a few words being said between him and Cody. Mm. And you see Lachlan Lewis just turn, look at himself on the big screen, smile and turn around and just do that judo throw. <laughs> I, 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 we interviewed Cody after the game and I said... Cody, what do you make of it? And he just goes, oh, mate, I don't know. I'm just trying to forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Was it, a, was it, was it just a, a bit of a joke gone wrong? Like, was there something serious in it or were they just having a bit of a laugh and then, Matty? From I, what I, I understand, <laughs> what I understand, Smithy, is they tell me Lachlan's a bit of a quirky cat. Yeah. I don't know whether, I don't know whether this is true. There's a bit of, apparently, you know, and, Rugby league, there's always a bit of paprika thrown on stories, but mm. there was some sort of story that um, I think it was Dean Pay last year said, you know, like a typical talk after a game, said, you know, um, boys, you know, not good enough, attitude bad. Look, I'll tell you something right now. If you don't want to turn up to training, just don't bother. Anyway, they got the train the next day and said, where's Lachlan? And uh, they rang him and said, where are you? And he said, mate, you said you turn up to train. <laughs> now, whether that's true or not, I really oh, no hope way. it's true. No but, way. Uh, yeah, but it made his, uh, I mean, his character. I mean, look, we can't have it both ways. Like, honestly, it was a crazy thing to do, and I'd have been filthy if I'm Trent Barron, but made his character. I, I, when, when they have him lined up for a pre-game interview, I go, yes, here we go. <laughs> have any of you seen anything like that in our game? Because I can't remember. Oh, no. Oh. I guess not, not resulting in a sin bin. Like, there's some shenanigans that go on, but I feel as though they, they might have just, he might have just thought, well, it's half time, nothing can happen here, but he's been put in the bin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's probably yeah. thinking, like, I can't be, I can't be punished or penalised here, and it's, it's backfired. Big time on him. Yeah, it's 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 the 2021 version of Greg Dowling and Kevin Tarmody going to the sideline in that in that, in that <laughs> test match. Where, that's where they headbutted and punched each yeah. other, and and that was that was infamous brawl. But that's mm. the 2021 version of it because yeah. because yeah, no one throws and, a punch. And interesting in that that Greg Dowling Kevin Tarmody one. If you look in the background, there's Kerrod Walters and Mark Taylor yes. as kids sitting there watching the game. Really. Certainly, obviously, had a marked effect on uh, Mark Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> he was, I think he played fullback for the students' team that was a, a curtain raiser to that game. Is that right, Matty? Oh, uh, mate, every, 
I was wondering whether he's a good footballer. And if you get to start with the students, the answer is no. The answer is no. So you're saying that's when he when he uh, witnessed that fight, that's when he decided I, I might play cricket. That's it. I think that's, I think that's it, Smithy. Okay. It was a good choice. Gents, yeah. let's move on. Anthony Milford, do you think he's a good pickup for the Eels? This is the back page. Matthew? Cam? Matthew? Uh, look, I, I, I do. I, I'd, be t- I, I'm, I'd be taking a risk. Um, the really important thing with Milford, look, the, the Broncos always, always wanted Milford to be something that he was never going to be, and that's they wanted him to push the side around the park, and that's just not Milford. Mil- Milford, he's like a he's like a fullback playing in the six jersey. I mean, he, that that was his natural position, fullback, and they've got into the Broncos. And they've always wanted him to be that primary playmaker. It's just not his go. You know, he's a he's a, a reactive player who complements a, a a dominant ball player. And I think if you if he gets a bit of a chance here and there, um, as a sort of three piece in the in the puzzle with Mitchell Moses and and Dylan Brown, I, I actually I actually think if he gets himself fit, I think he'll go well. Where 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 are the Parramatta team wanting him to play? You know, Smith, I reckon I, this is just my thought. I think as the, the way the game's going and sped up, I, I can see them sort of shuffling the decks a little bit and mm. putting Dylan Brown in through the middle, uh, right. like a um, you know that tight running uh, middle forward, yeah. and sort of terrorise the big defenders and put Milford in at six. Yep. Oh, I think the biggest thing, Matty, like you said, is like you need to get um, Mill fit when he's yeah. fit. When he's fit, he, he, that's when he's at his best. Like, like most players, that's that's not rocket science. But I don't know. I, I think uh, I think a move is needed most definitely for him. And um, you know, Parramatta are a side that that like to play that expansive style of footy. And if he has the right combination, as you said, within that 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 group of three players already there, um, you know, throwing Gutho in as well, he could be quite lethal. I reckon. And that's funny, Cam, that you say that. People will be listening to this and saying, well, what do you mean getting fit? He's a full-time athlete, has been for mm. near enough to a decade. Yeah, well, you'd expect um, you know, all these NRL players to be um, at the top of their game physically. But yeah. at the end of the day, the you know, the training staff and the coaches only have a certain amount of time with these players. You can't go home with them. You can't really control what they're doing away from training as far as their diet and their, their sleep and all that sort of stuff. And that has a huge effect on their, their physical preparation. Uh, there's, there's much more that goes into physical preparation now than, than what there was, you know, say 15, 20 years ago. But, yeah. it, you know, you look at a guy like, I look at my former teammate, Nelson Asopa Solomona. If, if he wasn't asked to step on the scales every day, then he could he could blow out over over the course of a Saturday and Sunday, he could put on five kilos. Yeah. Wow. Five or six yeah. kilos. That's yeah. just through um, you know, eating whatever he wanted to rather than being on a strict diet. So yeah. you, you can tell you can tell like visually, you can watch the television screen or if you're at live at a game, you can you can see the fit players from the guys that are a little bit underdone. Yeah. I tell you what's interesting. If you put it you always think about what's a kilo, what's a kilo and a half, what's two kilos. It's not not a big deal. Well, I tell you, a bigger deal it is when you think about horse racing. You know, in horse racing, the difference, you know, uh, such a significant difference with a horse holding fifty kilos compared to fifty-five kilos. 
So if you equate that, you know, to to athletes, you know, over the course of eighty minutes, yeah, then two or three kilos is is really significant. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's a good point too. Well, they say kilo is a length, roughly, in in yeah. horse racing terms. Uh, if really? you put Jeez, an apprentice just... on three kilos. Just thinking about how quick I would have been if I was playing 78 kilos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matty, I know you've had uh, a fair bit to do with Gus Gould. He's back. At the dog's been there as a player, been there as a coach. Uh, now he's the general manager of footy. What are you anticipating his impact on the Belmore Club? Oh, I think the impact you'll start to see in about two or three years' uh, time. That they've, The dogs have been in a situation. They've, they've had a couple of really uh, some, some good pickups, um, Burton and... Josh had a car, uh, but it's. Burnt. I just wonder whether they, the pickups have, if they've had a plan in mind. If there's, if there's someone sat there and considered, righto, this is what we're looking to build. We'll get this guy, and then after that, let's target this sort of player. You know, you get the feeling with the Bulldogs over the last couple of years, even though they're signing players, they're just grabbing who they can, yeah, and probably paying overs. And so, what Gus will do, Gus will go in with a plan. He'll know exactly. He'll have a plan in mind of how he thinks the side should play going forward and building a side or accumulating players that will complement that. That's what they say. When, when he went to Penrith, the really the important thing he did was not just nurture the junior nursery, was that he went in and said, every team from Harold Matthews right through have to play this style of football. And, and that's what you're seeing now, this expansive style Highly skilled. Uh, that was that's what he took, and it's going to take. Look, it's going to take years, but yeah. mate, that as we know, boys, four or five years. You know, Katie goes goes quickly, and so you've got to put the plans in now. You just can't. You just can't operate year to year. Yeah, right. Because I was saying to Jimmy, oh. I give him 12 months. Jimmy said give him three years. It takes a lot longer than that. (laughs) Katie's ruthless. She's ruthless. (laughs) All Dogs fans and myself will be a bit more patient than that. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Maybe second last next year. (laughs) (laughs) Who's last? Are Broncos still last? (laughs) Uh, As long as it's not the Knights. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It. Hey, um, what about the this? We've got Graham Annesley coming out now, boys, and saying, "Hey, okay, if there's teams standing offside and they're giving up too many set restarts for inside the ten meters, that referees should look more closely at sin binning players. We need we need to sin bin players. We need to make this a deterrent. Are we losing? I think we've lost our way a little bit on this one, boys. Well, that's that's a reaction to a rule that they've just implemented themselves, isn't it? Yeah, but. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they've 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 implemented a six to go rule, and now that there's too many, they're trying to say that they're going to put players in the bin for for that. Like, oh god, it just I feel as though um, after what the the competition went through last year, and, and what the comp, uh, the commission as well as the NRL administration, the the hard work that they put in to allow the competition to continue and actually conclude at the end of 2020, mm. everyone should have just taken a back seat for 12 months, at least, at least, and just leave the game alone. Like, what was wrong with the game last year? I don't know. Like, I, I was playing in it, so, you know, it's hard for me to comment, but from, you know, Maddie and, and Jimmy and, and Katie, you guys were spectators. Did, was there anything wrong with the game last year? I don't – there was nothing wrong with watching – Cam, I reckon the Storm versus you know, one of the other top sides. There were, mm. I reckon, sometimes a lot of the sides just got bogged down. You know, mm. you, you like when you watch Melbourne play. You blokes, Cameron, 
if if it's a if it's a real tight middle third game and good defensive side, you guys can manoeuvre and work your way around it. Where I reckon a lot of sides yep. couldn't, and that's where yep. we've had to sort of free up the game, free up the middle third of the football field. But mm. we've just, we're really struggling to just find the balance, the right yeah. balance between, you know, have. have Loosening the game up, but still having some rights for the defensive side, you know. Yeah. And as you said, we're putting in rules to f- try to free the game up. And what's happening as a result is that suddenly we're not thinking. You know, the coaches will always find a way to try to exploit a new rule. And, yeah, always. You know, as far as the six again, what we're seeing is on early tackles, they're happy to give away a six again. Yep. He's laying on the on the attacking players. Yeah, they probably thought at the end, you know at the end of last year they went oh we changed a couple of rules significantly too you know they took a referee off the field and and yeah. we did this and it really worked well so let's try again um, and they've gone a step too far in my mind so I don't think there's anything wrong with saying ah oh, look I think we went a, a step too far let's peel it back yeah why can't they do that yeah I I agree Jimmy do you, do you think this is a reaction from Origin three. Yeah, I think they're catching themselves out. Yeah. That was really oh. obvious in Origin 3, wasn't it? Just oh, yeah. lying all over, standing offside, oh. anything he'd do to take away from the attacking brilliance of the Blues. And it worked mm. for the Maroons. Hey, boys, we've got to take a break. We've got Matty Johns and Cam Smith on, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. When we come back, we might ask the boys who they think is going to fill position 7 and 8. For the semi-finals, we'll do that with Sportsbet. Breakfast with Katie and Jimmy and Cam and Maddie as well. Cam Smith and Maddie Johns, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse, by the way. A Sportsbet's a bet with mates. Start your group, bet together, share the moment. Conditions apply, gamble responsibly. Hey, boys, I wanted to ask you about the top eight and uh, seven games remaining, how it's shaping up. We think the Seagulls and the Roosters, there's no problems there. But then at seventh spot, eight. Uh, 18 points, Dragons. Then on 16 are the Sharks, the Raiders, the Knights. And then on 14... The Titans, the Tigers, and the Cowboys. If we have a look at the prices for sports bet, dollar one, dollar one, Eagles, Roosters, Sharks next in line, dollar seventy-five, Raiders, two dollars ten, and the Knights three twenty-five, and the Dragons, who are currently seventh, they're out to three fifty. Based on that market, boys, what do, what do you like for making top eight? Yeah, well, I think the reason uh, the Dragons are at that price, they actually face the Rabbitohs twice. Mm. Um, as well as the Roosters and Penrith, so they've got the hardest road into the finals um, out of that out of that uh, group of teams you just mentioned there, Jimmy. I reckon the Sharks make it. I reckon they're a good chance of winning four um, of their last group of games. Uh, the Raiders, Knights, Titans as well, um, and a real roughie, the Cows. So Ooh. it's really depending on because they they each play each other, I think, um, and they got a couple of the the top eight teams in there as well. Um, so obviously, depending on how good they finish this this back end of the year in the bubble, um, how well they handle it, there could be a, a finals berth for them. But I think I think the Sharkies will be in it, and then the next five, it's it's really it comes down to how they handle this sort of next six weeks. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm with Cameron. If you look at the the run home for all the sides is just so important. Um, I can see the Sharks. The other spot, if you look at and look, and this is purely I'm, I'm hand of my heart being unbiased here. Mm. If you look at Newcastle's run home after yep. this week, it's a beauty. It's a yep. really good run home. And if Mitchell Pearce and Caelan Ponga are on the field, then you'd expect them to win almost all of those games. This week for Newcastle is their biggest match of the season. Playing the Roosters, 
the Roosters, of course, have been hammered by injuries. And, you know, if you watch on the weekend, it is a game that Newcastle's capable of winning, certainly. Yep. So if they if Newcastle can pull off a win this week against the Roosters, I've got no doubts they'll play uh, finals football. All right, they've got the Raiders, the Broncos, the Sharks, the Bulldogs, the Titans and the Broncos. So they've got some teams mm-hmm. there that they'll be vying yep. for that top eight spot. And it doesn't really matter home and away right now. It's, it's a, no. They're all no. away. Um, well, the, well, the best the, the best position team um, in that group that we just spoke about vying for that top eight spot is the Titans. Yeah. Like the competitions now yes. in southeast Queensland, yes. they're not leaving home. They are in a bubble currently, um, but they're not leaving home as such. So, does that play an advantage? We're not sure, but, but I, I agree with Maddie. Like the Knights, they've got a they've got the softest run. I think they they play the Broncos twice. Um, yeah. So yeah, if yeah. especially if they get. You know, Piercy and Ponga back, then they're a good chance. Yeah. All right, we've got. Uh, sorry, Maddie, we've got the oh, eight thirty news. Okay. Uh, we'll be back. A, uh, it was great. It was going to be great. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great tease. It's a great tease. <laughs> bet with mates, start your group, bet together, share the moment. That's for sports bet. Cam uh, and Maddie for Chemist Warehouse. We'll take the news and be back with more. How lucky for our SEN listeners. Apparently. Um, We've already lost a couple, but thank God for Maddie and Cam. Finally, some sense on a Monday morning. So, if you guys Katie, like that, that was that your fault morning... with that silly song. <laughs> oh, please. Silly's Everyone a nice way to describe it, uh, actually. I'll tell you something that could have been silly. Can, can, what about the big tease we had before the news? Oh, yeah. Matt, so, sorry, Matthew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Here we I go. Yes. I, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, um, the David Fafita situation with, with the Titans, it's, it's an interesting one. You know, he, there's been at times this year he's been unstoppable, but uh, the other night he just couldn't get into the game. Just couldn't. Mm. You know, he, he was just barely spotted during yeah. periods of the game when they needed him. And it's interesting, if you're an edge back rower, you're really at the mercy of your playmakers, getting your quality ball and... Mm. I wonder, Cameron, whether they're better off at times putting him through the middle and just letting him go. Yeah, I think they need to be able to adapt on the run there, Matty, where if he, if he's having a quiet game, just just a sneaking back through, just swap with one of your, your ruck players and get him involved. Like Because no matter where you where you put Fafida, um, wherever he's carrying the football, he's, got, he's going to cause some damage. If he's, if he's out on the edge, you're obviously aiming him up against the opposition half. Um, to try and get one-on-one tackles and, and hopefully break them like he does quite regularly. But even when he carries through the middle, he's going to get multiple defenders around him, but he's more than likely going to get a quick play of the ball f- for you, which is, is only going to you know create positives. So I'd, I'd be inviting him in to wherever the football is just to say, mate, come in and give us something. And the other one, like Keen Kalamatangi played superbly last night for the Rabbitohs, and he started on an edge and then he went into the middle when Jacob Host mm. came on. He ran yeah. for 240 metres and just got involved. And and if, if Kean Kalamatangi or if Dave Fafita did what Kean did, you'd go, mm. oh, yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. worth he's worth the money he's being paid. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, watch, just watching the game now, I mean, the old... You know, when you think of the, the game traditionally, it was like the, the further you are out, the more freedom there is where... Mm. You'd argue, and Smithy would know this more than I would, but it just seems there's like a lot more freedom through the middle. On an edge, you're at the mercy of the quality of the defence. You know, you yeah. might be getting whacked outside in or inside out. We're in the middle. If the middle's getting bent backwards, you just got you got so much space and, and momentum to to work with. 
Jens, I got a different one for you. Kane Evans and his strapping tape. Um, mm. I'm not sure if you've read it, but he um, he swore on his strapping tape. This has got to be up there with Lachlan Lewis. Brain snap, but but beyond stupidity, surely. Man, I, what? Yeah, I don't. Even I'm sure know what those um, words mean. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure players have been <laughs> warned about this on in the past, haven't they? For, They've been like, fined. Ex- expletive. Ken, messaging what? or words or like on the tape and stuff I think like that. Like, yeah. I think Lodgy. Matt Lodge was Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. But what happens yeah, in the in the dressing shed, Cam? Like last year, could a Melbourne Storm player have walked out and played on the field without seeing what was written all over you, all over the wrists of a player? Well, we, the players don't get their tape or their strapping checked with, no. with writing. <laughs> you're like you just you put trust in your players that they they've put the right things on there, and you look at. You know, some of the guys that are, um, you know, they, they're fairly religious. They have, you know, religious, you know, the, like a crucifix or whatever it is, you know, to yep. give them a bit of inspiration or whatever it is. Brandon Smith, he has his junior rugby league club, the Waiheke Rams. So he writes Rams on the strapping on his on his wrist or forearm. Um, you know, for, you know, when he's doing it tough, he looks at that, that writing and gives him inspiration. But... Oh, I don't know. I, I, for for mine, yeah. When I was playing, I just had trust in in my teammates that they, if they had any writing, anything, yeah. written on their on their body or on their strapping tape, it was something you know fairly, oh, you know, did, yeah. done in the right spirit. Yes, it, the, where this stems from, the first side who used to do it, it was the Raiders, in that Ricky used to have the band there, and Shunzi used to get him to write the the set pieces down. Mm. And yeah, that was, and that's where it sort of comes. So if we we're going to write something down, it'd be like you know, like our little, our little plays that we wanted to do. Um, yeah. I mean, towards the end, when it used to be night games, I used to cheat with my um, strapping tape. And this, I pass this on to Robbie Ross, who Cameron know very well mm. when mm. we played together. So what you want to do? You strap your normal way around with the strapping tape, and then you just twist it and you do it inside out. So the ball wouldn't even, if you held the ball in one hand, it wouldn't even move. It was just so yeah. tacky. The only problem is when you tried to play the ball. <laughs> I was like, oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> Too much grip. Too much grip oh, before you yeah. ran. Yeah. Hey, uh, Cam, I want to ask you, and, and Matty, I know you did the one-on-one, uh, the face-to-face with him too, so... Um, Nico Hines has just been spectacular. Uh, I think mm. just a stat came up, 23 try assists in, in 11 games. Ryan Pappenhausen due back very shortly. What, what's mm. Bellyache do with this 17? How does he, or, or even the 13, you almost got to start with Nico there somewhere. Yeah, well, he's playing that well. It's it's hard not to have him in the side somewhere. Um, and, you know, when Ryan Pappenhausen is fit to play again, does he come straight back into the starting side or does Craig Bellamy ease him back in? I'm, I'm not too sure. He, he certainly has the luxury to do so at the moment. They're sitting on top of the ladder. Um, I just I can't see them being beat right at this moment. Like They just look like they're in a training run. And the way that yeah. Nico Hines is playing um, at the moment, it's, it's you know, he's only just started his career, made his debut only a couple of seasons ago, but he is playing... Some unbelievable football, and he's matching like his stats match up against some of the best players in the game. He'd be the, the club would be kicking themselves now that they've lost him, given mm. you know what he's producing. But at the end of that, you can't keep everyone. Um, but it's just a great story, and, and obviously Maddie sat down with him. I was lucky enough to be his teammate, and, and from where he's come from, guys, it's 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 quite remarkable. There was a point in his 
um, not just his football career, but his life where he just he, he could not see the light at the end of the tunnel. And he was at the end of the road and just thought, well, you know, I'm just I'm just going to throw it all in here. And and from from that point on, he he worked really hard with the you know with the care and the love from his family and really good friends. He's uh, well, we seen the other night. He was he was on the verge of making his origin debut. Yeah. Mm. So you know, he's come a long way for a, for a young man, and and he's he's just a really lovely, humble young fella, and he's producing really good things on the footy field at the moment. Yeah, it's interesting, like, jeez, um, like the depth in the roster. So you've got Nico Hines and Pappenhausen, uh, but you also got Brandon Smith, Harry Grant. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting the makeup of what they do with all of that, the jigsaw mm-hmm. puzzle. But, you know, it's, it's re- like Cameron said, like with Nico, you know, it's just such a great lesson for, you know, not just young footballers, but just young people. Is it, yeah. Regardless of your circumstances, you know, you you, you can make something of your life if you hang in there and persevere yep. um, at times if you seek the right help things like that um, yeah. and, and the other one as far as young football is concerned both Nico and Jerome Hughes like I think Jerome Cameron's about 25 or something like, and like yep. I remember watching Jerome play and, and Nico up at the Sunshine Coast I think they were about 20, you know, 22, 23 now a mm-hmm. lot of young footballers at that point be going oh I'm not going to make it Yeah, and a lot of these Clubs who are quite moronic in the fact that they see players and they go, "Oh, he's 21 years of age, and you know he's he's, he's you know hasn't played first grade yet. He's probably not going to make it." It just shows you, and the Harry Grant <laughs> situation as well. Yep. The longer, if you've got the talent, the longer it takes you to get there, the longer you're going to stay there, and the more prepared you're going to be. Gents, just while we're on stats, uh, you mentioned that he was nearly going to make his Origin debut. There's a stat. Nico Hines has spent a total of zero minutes in grand finals in Origin, yet has lifted both the NRL trophy and state of Origin shield. It's a crazy stat. Nico retweeted. He said, do I laugh or cry about this? (laughs) Well, he was, um, I think, like last year, even last year, guys, he was was very unlucky. Last year, like he was, he was in our seventeen, and mm. unfortunately didn't get on the field. The yeah. poor fella, and just given the way that the end of that game went, with you know, a, a, well, two sin bins we end up having, um, and he just couldn't. Craig just couldn't find a way to get him on the field. But um, like, I'm sure if, if he continues on the path he's he's on with you know the performances that he's putting in and the improvement that he's showing week to week, he'll. He'll have an opportunity to play minutes in a grand final. This well, year. If you look at my stats, Katie, like I, <laughs> I played for Australia, played Origin, won a grand final and never made a tackle. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.